And then she told me that her granddaughter... John, are you listening to me? Of course I am, Mom. Well, then why are you on your phone, ignoring your poor mother who only loves you and wants to spend time with you? <laughs> I was doing some banking on the Wells Fargo mobile app and I got carried away. Pay your bills? Done. Check your balances? Done. Deposit checks? Done. Even send and receive money? D are you updating your status right now? Hmm? With the Wells Fargo mobile app, it's easy to get banking done. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash getbankingdone. Wells Fargo Bank, N.A., member FDIC. Log Talk Radio. Good morning, everyone. This is Johnny Tan, author of From My Mama's Kitchen, Food for the Soul, Recipes for Living. Welcome to From My Mama's Kitchen Talk Radio Show. My guest for this morning is Michael Edward Bradford. He is an international intuitive healer, business mentor, and the author of the international best-selling book, The Healing Energy of Your Hands. As a spiritual teacher, Michael has extensive expertise in the areas of health, healing, personal excellence, spiritual growth, entrepreneurship, success, and wealth creation. He has a master's degree in international management and advanced training in intuition, NLP, hypnosis, Reiki, energy medicine, and reading energy patterns. Throughout his travels of more than 30 countries, Michael has shared healing experiences with Native American medicine people, Canadian medicine people, an Eskimo healer, Peruvian shamans, psychic surgeons from the Philippines, the Maoris, and has helped thousands of clients break free from their limitations and become more successful. Michael and I will be having a conversation about his latest release, Mastering the Human Experience, Your Soul's Journey on Earth. Good morning, Michael. Welcome to From My Mama's Kitchen Talk Radio. How are you doing this morning? I'm doing great, Johnny. My voice is a little bit raspy. Um, I went ahead and did some exercises on the beach yesterday and did a lot of screaming. So I apologize if my voice isn't crystal clear. However, the information will still come through perfectly. Wonderful. It is a pleasure to have you on the air with me. Mastering the Human Experience is a compelling read. It is a very powerful and insightful book, very well written, and more importantly, I believe it is a blueprint to living. Congratulations on its release. Thank you. I love the term blueprint. What did you say again? Let me, let me write that down. That's fantastic. <laughs> well, I feel like it is a tremendous book and it's a blueprint to living. Wow. What a great <laughs> way. That, perfect. I love it. Johnny, you and I have talked before, so I'm very, very comfortable with you and I really appreciate the way we can dance talking back and forth. So go ahead and, and lead on. <laughs> Wonderful. Thank you very much for your compliment. Let us start by getting to know you a little bit better. Please give us a quick walkthrough of your life from childhood to the present moment. That's a little challenging. However, I'll do it very quickly. Um, as a child, uh, I was very, very sensitive and um, picked up a lot of energies and was very confused. Um, I would feel one thing and people would say another thing and it was very confusing for me. So uh, when I went to school, I focused on what I could understand, which was math and science mm -hmm. and wound up um, going and getting, I started engineering and then wound up getting a business degree, master's in international management. 
And the early part of my life was um, focused on on surviving. I mean, uh, I was raised in a family that was looked on the surface functional, but uh, it wasn't that functional. Um, uh, my father, um, I couldn't trust him. Um, on one level, uh, he, everything looked good on the outside. But uh, for me, my relationship with him was very challenging. So I didn't grow up with the emotional stability or the safety that children really need. And plus, the only mm-hmm. time my father really violated me was when my heart was open and when I was totally trusting. My foundation growing up was pretty shaky. So um, my life has been about learning about trusting, feeling safe. Uh, I came back to the planet this lifetime, and I've, I've been told I've been around the planet for 50,000 years. Um, that makes me a very old soul. Uh, by the way, there's a joke about that that says when you're a very old soul, what it really means is you're a slow learner. Um, <laughs> but anyway, so I came back to the planet to heal my emotional body. In other lifetimes, I saw the light and went for it. Um, so my mental body, physical body, spiritual body is very strong. However, my emotional body is what uh, what needed to be developed this lifetime. So I came back to planet Earth this lifetime, focused on learning about my emotions, how to set limits and boundaries, how to work uh, in functional and dysfunctional um, relationships. Um, so that's where my life has been. And it's been a a phenomenal learning experience. It's also been very painful. See, part of the challenge is I'm an empath. So yes, I'm a male. And as a male, I've experienced menstrual cramps. I've experienced getting drunk when I was drinking water and everybody around me was drunk. And I didn't understand what was going on. Then I learned that I was an empath, and I learned I was a highly sensitive person. Now, the advantage to that is that when I'm working with clients, I can feel them. I can feel what they need. I can feel their pain. I can feel what's going on with them and almost immediately tune into who they are, what they are, what's going on, what their challenges are. Um, Another advantage that the way I grew up gave me was it was too painful for me to listen to other people's stories and the trauma drama in their life so what happened was I developed a way to go directly not through the layers of the onion but directly to the core issue the person was dealing with and I can normally do that in a minute or two so this protected me from feeling the pain and also gave the the client the benefit of I could get directly to the core issue that was blocking them or sabotaging them. Um, There's some stories about that. If you want, I can go into them now or we can cover them later. It's up to you. Whatever is good for you. Well, I'll I'll give you two instances. Number one, and I've been all over the world working with lots of different cultures and religions, et cetera. And for me, I accept everybody for where they are as long as, you know, they're not trying to hurt someone else. Right. And I was working over in um, Malaysia, in Penang, with a Chinese gentleman who was in his late 40s at the time. 
And he had been suffering from a life-threatening allergy for his whole life. When he was a child, his mother would cut uh, bread and he'd want, or cut coriander, and then he want, wanted a slice of bread. So his mother, without washing the knife, would cut the piece of bread, and he'd get violently ill. His entire life, if there was one little connection to coriander, he would get violently ill. And he had suffered from that his entire life. And when I worked with him, uh, from the minute he told me about his allergy to the time it was cleared was all of 34 seconds. Not minutes, not hours, 34 Mm -hmm. seconds. Um, So the illusion that healing takes a long time or coaching or consulting takes a long time is really an illusion because different people Mm -hmm. with different gifts and talents actually will change how fast and effective an intervention can happen. I want to give you one other example. I was invited to speak to an international organization where they had their own, the organization was so large and was international, they had their own personal development department and I was invited in to speak to them and I went in and as I'm getting in front of the podium they said now you realize you can't work with anyone (laughs) I'm sitting there going (laughs) thanks for telling me now so I I started talking and about 10 minutes into my talk I stopped and I said you have no clue what I'm saying you have no idea how it works because the only way I could demonstrate what I do is by showing you by working with people. Mm-hmm. And, oh, you could hear a pin drop. There was about 30, 40 people in the room, um, all different trainers. And this was the personal development department. So there were all the trainers were there and the management and whatnot. And after about a minute or two of very uncomfortable silence, the head trainer who was in his late 30s or early 40s from the back of the room stood up, pointed his finger at me and says, I don't know what you got, but I want it. <laughs> so, so everyone in the room, again, uh, the management was looking down at the floor, and I waited a minute or two to see if they were going to throw us out or not, and then I said, can you, can you please come up to the front of the room? Mm-hmm. Now, normally when I'm working with a client in person, I do a, most of my work is on Skype International, but normally mm-hmm. when I work with a client in person, I stand right next to them to support them. However, with this individual, whatever it was, my intuition said walk to the side of the room and towards the back of the room. So there was quite a bit of distance between us. And I said to this gentleman, I said, how may I serve you? And the guy looked at me and said, Michael, and this is the head trainer. This is the Mm -hmm. expert. He said, Michael, for 13 years I've been in counseling and therapy. 13 years working on my mother issues. I can't crack it. What am I missing? (laughs) Johnny, I just looked at him, shrugged my shoulder and said, it's easy. I said, the issue is not your mother. Mm -hmm. The issue is your father. I said, did your father ever say he loved you and respected you? Johnny, boom. The guy exploded emotionally, hysterical crying. Wow. That's all, that's all he needed. 
So what's happened for me over my life with all the, all that, uh, the talents and abilities I brought mm-hmm. into this lifetime with all the people I've studied, the shamans, the medicine men, da-da-da-da-da. And I worked in the mm-hmm. healing rooms with the psychic surgeons from the Philippines for weeks on end, helping them and being trained by them. And what I've learned and what's come to me, whether it's my guides, teachers, past life abilities, is that there is a way that you can go directly to the core issue, not through the layers of the onion. And most people, if they don't have sight, if their intuition isn't highly developed, they have no choice, but they have to work through each layer as it comes up. And I'm going to I'm going to call it a layer of resistance mm-hmm. or a layer of development. And for whatever's gone on for me, I've developed a way or the, the guides and teachers that have worked with me have developed a way to go to that single core issue that when that shifts, everything else shifts. And I've just mm-hmm. been amazed to see um, cancer, diabetes, allergies, hep C, um, corporate situations where people are struggling to get their business going, uh, writers who are dealing with writer's blocks, whatever it is, spiritual growth, spiritual development, all these things are very similar and can be shifted very quickly. Providing the person, it, it's not up to me. If a person is ready and willing and committed, the energy can move very, very quickly. Um, I got very deep into the conversation very quickly, Johnny. hope you don't mind. <laughs> no, it's fantastic. I'm listening and learning. So this is very exciting. It's fantastic. One quick question. What's your process that you went through? Obviously, you talked about in terms of choosing the life that you chose to be here, being an old soul and so forth. In this particular lifetime, did you experience a sudden enlightenment experience or is it more of a gradual process in discovering the authentic you? Johnny, that's a great question and I'm going to answer it in a way that I've never answered it before because my guides are coming through and they're telling me to tell something that I've never shared with anyone before. I have had the opportunity to go through a massive shift almost Mm -hmm. instantaneously. It has happened to me where I've come to a dimensional doorway many times in my life. I'd say half a dozen times. The challenge with coming to a dimensional doorway is to be certain that it is a doorway of the light and not a doorway that isn't in your highest and best interest. So what I've done, part of my soul commitment, or I should say my soul commitment is Mm-hmm. to learn as much as I can so I can help people as much as possible. And if I take some shortcuts, if I take a quantum leap, the question is, will I miss something that in the future could help and would help other people to make that growth? And what I've been told by my guides and teachers is that I've made a commitment to learn how to go through it completely 
so that I have the information and I have the understanding so I could take other people through the process or, as it said in other places, through the eye of the needle. Mm-hmm. So so if if we have the experience of doing something, it is much easier to say, ah, oh, I know that one. I've been there. I've done it. I've gone through it. I paid the price. I graduated. Now I can help you through it. So um, I have not had, I've had lots of experiences. Mm -hmm. However, not where I have dramatically shifted overnight or in an instant in that manner. So for me, it's been a process. And I know there's been other people. I take other people through it where they go through a very quick breakthrough. Um, and I've had that happen many times. In fact, uh, when I was teaching in England and Scotland, people used to wait outside the healing rooms because there was actually light coming out of the eyes of the people that I was working with. And they just wanted to see that. Um, and, you know, after a while, as the person integrated, the light dimmed down or went into a normal mode. Mm-hmm. But after a healing session, um, the energy of an individual, the light coming out of their eyes, the glow around the body is very, very strong. So I hope that answered your question. Definitely. Another personal question. Have you learned all the lessons needed learning? Johnny, we never learn all the lessons. <laughs> I mean, we, we, could be, we could be alive 20,000 years and we wouldn't learn all the lessons. <laughs> because life is a journey. Life is a journey. It's a process. It's not a destination. You know, I know for myself, I always said, oh, when I get there, I'll feel this. When I get there, I'll be that. And what I'm learning is there's always something more. There's always another level. There's always something else to learn. In my book, uh, Mastering the Human Experience, Your Soul's Journey on Earth, I talk about the process we go through, the different types of lifetimes people have. Um, I've worked with tens of thousands of people all over the world. I've been to all 50 states, including the state of confusion. Um, <laughs> I've also been, I've also been to over 50 countries, teaching, traveling, studying. Um, and the biggest challenge that I found in helping people and talking to people is they didn't have a firm foundation in understanding who they were, where they came from, why they were going through the experiences they did, and how to relate. So they didn't have a firm foundation. And if you're going to build any kind of structure, a house, a building, a marriage, a relationship, or even your own life, you want to have a firm foundation. You want something that is so solid that if there was a hurricane or a tornado, that building, that structure would still be standing. So what I did in this book, I, I wanted to give a gift to the world. And the gift to the world was, here is a foundation book. And I've had people who are very advanced call me up and said, Michael, I didn't realize you had such a broad background. I didn't realize you had such a broad understanding. Michael, 
I've been in the field for 20, 30 years. I'm an expert in the field. I didn't know some of the things in the book. Plus, in the book, I tie it in by giving personal experiences of things that I've gone through or experiences I've gone through working and helping clients. So giving that whole background gives the foundation for people to understand what they're going through to shift and change. I've talked to people who even reading the book started processing and healing on their own. So that was my desire and intention for writing the book. Fantastic. By the way, you're listening to From My Mama's Kitchen Talk Radio. Our podcasts are available on Apple's iTunes, Stitches Radio, Blueberry Podcasting, and TuneIn Radio. I'm Johnny Tan, your host, and my guest for this morning is Michael Edward Breckford. He's an international intuitive healer, business mentor, and the author of the international best-selling book, The Healing Energy of Your Hands. We're having a conversation about his latest release, Mastering the Human Experience, your soul's journey on earth. Michael, how should the book be read? Johnny, I have a perfect analogy on that one. Okay. The book should be read in the exact way you would go to a big buffet dinner. So if you go to a buffet dinner and you see all the food that's out there, you don't want to sit down and eat it all in one sitting. You want to go get some food, go back to your table, eat in a relaxed way, and digest it. And then you go back for a little more. Um, my, my poor editor, not poor editor, <laughs> my editor was very happy. However, she said, Michael, I can edit other books very quickly. There is so much meat. There's so much knowledge. There's so much information in this book put in some of it by me, but some of it by my guides, teachers, and energetically there's a lot in there. Mm -hmm. So what happens is for the book, I wouldn't read it more than a chapter at a time, if you can read a chapter. I mean, if you sit down with a novel, you can sit down and, and read it, and you, you can go through almost a whole book. But my book is a way, the way to read it is to take it in small chunks Mm -hmm. And when you feel the need to process it, digest it, when you feel the need to contemplate it or to write, and a lot of people love to journal, and I totally support them. That's a perfect way. Other people just like to reflect on things. But this is a book to savor, to feel. It's a book that has so much information in it and so many ahas Um my guides are coming through and to say something a lot of people do not understand. They go, you know, I don't fit in here on earth. I don't feel like it's my home. Mm -hmm. Well, for very few of us, it's our home. So you have some people, they look up to the sky and they look at the stars and they go, I want to go home. Those are people that are extraterrestrial or interdimensional. You've got people that buy flowers all the time for themselves or when everyone's hurting, they buy them flowers those people are from the diva community. And I go through, there's many different groups. People love to buy crystals. People love to buy, to buy stones. Um, I was in a relationship one time where the person was so in love with stones. After we broke up, I actually shipped two cases, two big cases of rocks to the person. 
because that they loved rocks so much. They were so connected to rocks. So everyone, everyone has a different soul affiliation and connection. As you understand your soul connection, as you understand what kind of lifetime you're in, as you understand what happens energetically at the point of conception, as you understand what happens in the womb, as you understand energetically what happens at birth in zero to age seven, all of a sudden light bulbs go off and a person starts clearing, healing, understanding their life and why their life is and the patterns in their life. They understand it more and better. And I want to jump in and give a, give a, a story here, Johnny, if I may. Sure, sure. Many, many, many years ago, I was giving a talk where the um, platform um, where I was speaking from looked out over the audience and I could see the, the entrance where the people were coming in. And this one woman came in and I had such a strong negative reaction to her. And I couldn't understand why. But it was almost like, why did you let this woman in? And then the woman came, and where did she sit? Right in front of me in the first row. I'm sitting there going, no way. <laughs> so I give my, I give my, two hour, my hour and a half, two-hour talk, presentation and demonstrations, and then this woman raises her hand as she's looking down at the floor. And, of course, I asked her what, what, she, what she wanted. She said this. And she's looking down on the floor with her hand up. Ma, 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 Michael, I, I've been in, 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 in and out of mental institutions all, all my life. I'm, I'm 58 years old. I'm on heavy medication. Um, is there any hope for a person like me? Oh, Johnny, my heart went out to this person. And in order to read her energy, I had to open my heart. When I opened my heart, my energy field, I saw something that blew me away. I said, there's nothing wrong with you. I said, your mother was crazy, wasn't she? And the woman said, yes, yes, she was. I said, all you wanted was a happy childhood. You want to feel safe and loved, and you never did, did you? No, no, no. And what I saw was that this woman, in order to stabilize her mother enough so she could survive at the point of conception, in the womb, birth, all these different times, she absorbed so much of her own energy that she displaced her own energy. In other words, she gave her mother the sane energy and she took on the insane energy. Mm -hmm. So here's a woman loving, beautiful, kind, caring, who is meant, diagnosed as mentally ill. There was nothing wrong with her, but she absorbed the energy of someone that was contaminated. So the doctors diagnosed that energy, and she acted out that energy, but it wasn't her. Well, she came up to me at the end of the workshop, and she said, Michael, she said, I want to heal. And I looked at the woman. I said, my God, you're brave. She says, I want to come to your workshop. 
And I looked at her and she said, I don't have any money. She said, but can you help me? And with that kind of determination, Johnny, I said, of course I can. Of course you can come. Johnny, she came to the workshop, worked her tail off, was so focused. I left the area. And this is only two days that I worked with her. I left the area and I got a phone call from the coordinator afterwards saying that this woman wound up coming off her medication, getting a job in Pizza Hut, and her whole life had been turning around. Now, that's an extreme case, but it shows what happens. I've worked with tens of thousands of, of clients all over the world, and what I found was only five people, five, that were over 30% energetically present in their physical bodies. So what happens is as we go through pain, trauma, and everything else. You know how you touch a hot stove, right. you pull your hands back and you go, ouch, or you get hurt in a relationship uh, and you say, I'll never get hurt again. I'll never risk this much. I never, never want to get hurt this much. It's too painful. So what happens is slowly time, we wind up disassociating or lo- leaving our phys- energetic body. And if we're not there, what is there? Who is there? What energies are there? So when I'm working with a client, I'm looking at how present are they? Where are the blockages? For most human people, the blockages are behind the heart chakra, which means issues of betrayal. Uh, and with that comes ground, you know, they're not grounded. They're not fully in their body. They're not fully energetically present. For most spiritual people, the blockage is their crown chakra, However, I've also found the majority of those people, the blockage is at least three feet above the crown chakra in the area that's blocking the guidance between them, their intuition, their higher self. So it's really interesting, um, and I'm always learning things new. I mean, it's, it's not like I have all the answers. And many of the times, Johnny, I just, you know, to help someone, I'll just get quiet and go inside and ask for my intuition, guidance to tell me what this person needs. Or I'm, and at the same time, I'm asking their higher self, their intuition, their guidance. I'm asking, what is, it, what is the single most important thing I could do to help this person? What is the single most important thing that I can give them, help them with, that will allow them to shift their energy and become happier, more successful, etc. cetera. Um, I was working with a client uh, this past month where they're having some challenges in this lifetime. And I looked, and what I saw really surprised me because it went all the way back to Lemuria and Atlantis. And what came out was that they were protecting children, very highly developed children at that time. However, what, what, whatever was going on, whether it was an explosion or people killing them, whatever was going on, she could not save the children. So out of that and out of her love for the children, she judged herself and blamed herself 
and actually put something like a curse or a spell on herself, a judgment on herself that's still affecting her now. Now, you're talking about, what, 25, 50,000 years ago? You're talking a long time ago. So that, that was still contaminating her energy now. There's another story I wanted that they're telling me to tell. Mm-hmm. I was over in, um, over in England teaching. I won't give you the full story because it's too long. I'll give you the, the short version. Um, mm-hmm. There was a guy in the, who came to the workshop. He's an expert um, architect. He designed healing centers and beautiful gardens and everything else. But everything he did, he wound up having lawsuits and misunderstandings and everything else. And he came to my workshop, and my workshops are two days long. Uh, My private sessions I can do on Skype internationally. That's not a problem. But my workshops I like to do in person and uh, have like 18, 20 people. My forte is helping people make massive shifts in their energy. So I like to have a small group that I can focus and give everybody help. And as I'm looking around the group, uh, so Saturday, it was a normal workshop. Well, it, no workshops normal, but it was, a, it was a typical type thing I do. Sunday at about 11 o'clock, I looked over, and all of a sudden tears started streaming down my face. And I went, oh, my God, there's Merlin the magician in my workshop. <laughs> now, again, this guy had created so much chaos and pain and suffering in his life. And I looked at Merlin, tears are running down my face. And I walk over to where he's sitting. I sit down on the floor. I took his hands and I said, beloved Merlin, you judged your own soul. You cursed your own soul a long time ago. You out of the goodness of your heart wanted to rid the planet of evil And you couldn't do it. And the reason you couldn't do it and the reason you failed is because you were stopped by spirit, by God. Because earth is a planet of polarities, right, wrong, good, bad, black, white, light, darkness. Earth is a planet of polarities, and we have to have choice here. You wanted to get rid of evil, but if you got rid of evil, earth would have had to been destroyed as a schoolhouse. You didn't realize that, and you judged your own soul. And I worked with Merlin to have him help him understand that Mm -hmm. he didn't fail. He didn't do anything wrong, but in his heart, in his soul, he didn't see the big picture. He didn't see and have the the larger understanding. And when we have the, the understanding it's easier for us to forgive ourselves and be compassionate with ourselves. However, we as humans have the affliction of wanting to be perfect, wanting to be right. This is the ego and personality talking. We want to be right. We want to look good. We want to be in control. However, the soul, soul doesn't care if we make a mistake or not. The soul is looking saying, Go ahead, risk, learn, change, grow, evolve. And the learning is more important than you getting it right or perfect. And the soul does not care how much money you have, 
the soul cares how well you use your talents and gifts and how much you love, honor, and respect yourself. That's beautiful. And this is interesting because I have something else for you in terms of what you just mentioned about the wealth and so forth. True wealth is not what you accumulate, but rather what you give away. I totally agree, Johnny. I totally and agree. It's fascinating on what you just mentioned in terms of in discovering oneself through the process. Is spirit and soul one of the same? Well, okay, that's a very good question. When you there's different ways of talking about spirit. Okay, because you have the Native Americans will talk about great spirit, um, Christians will talk about Holy Spirit. So there is the big S that exists. And each of us has our own individual spirit and our own individual soul. Um, so that's also covered in my, in my book. We, we can access and ask spirit, the big spirit, God spirit, great spirit, Holy Spirit. We can ask it for help and support. We can tap into other resources to help us to learn, change, grow, and evolve. Um, our own spirit at the same time is also learning, changing, growing, and evolving. So I hope that answers that question for you. Mm-hmm. You're listening to From My Mama's Kitchen Talk Radio. Our podcasts are available on Apple's iTunes, Stitches Radio, Blueberry Podcasting, and TuneIn Radio. My guest is Michael Edward Bradford. He is an international intuitive healer, business mentor, and the author of the international best-selling book, The Healing Energy of Your Hands. We are having a conversation about his latest release, Mastering the Human Experience, Your Soul's Journey on Earth. I'm your host, Johnny Tan. Michael, this is a fun deal. Is life a battlefield or a playground? Or better yet, is there such a thing as the soulfulness of play? Well, Johnny, here's the interesting part. If we've been hurt, Mm -hmm. if we've been abused, we may see life as a battlefield. And if that's how we see it, that's how we'll play it. Um, there's all kinds of things running through my head and messages to want to come through um, as, as you've been talking with me. Number one, uh, Shakespeare said um, uh, about all of us playing our part. You know, the world's a stage and we each get to play our part. Mm-hmm. Now, I want to I, I add some things here. First of all, I've never seen an abuser or I've never met an abuser that wasn't abused. So, If you were born and raised in a dysfunctional family, which most of us were to some degree, then you've learned patterns and survival techniques that have kept you alive. Now, here's the interesting part. If you are alive and everyone listening to this, to the show is, then your ego and personality is going to say, look, I'm right. I kept you alive. You know, I know what I'm doing. However, unless you can see what your life would be like if you if you approach it from a soul level, so in other words, from the level of your soul looking and saying, okay, 
Did you really need to react that way? Did you really need to break up with that person? Did you really need to create that fight? Because the ego and the, and the personality is about separation, protection, isolation, duality. Or the mm-hmm. soul is about connection, collaboration. The soul is about coming together for the highest good. It's about peace and harmony and joy and everything else. So I look back over my life and I go, hmm, I wonder if I had done things a little differently here, whether or not, or let me rephrase it, how my life would be different. So in other words, um, we've all had times when we've got upset and walked out or ended a relationship. And the question Mm -hmm. is, did we end the relationship because our ego and personality was in charge or did we end the relationship because our soul was telling us that we are finished and we need to move on? So it's very challenging sometimes unless you look at the energy. And thank God this is something that I'm able to do, especially with other people. By the way, I need to say always easier to see other people than to see oneself. Um, I work with a team of people that help me to keep learning, changing, and growing. I'm not done, and I never will be. So I have a team that works with me, and I highly, highly recommend for everyone to have a coach, mentor, someone that guides you and assists you, healer, whatever it may be, Mm-hmm. And I do that with people, so if, uh, especially entrepreneurs, but I do coaching and mentoring with people. So the whole point is to look at what is coming up and to be able to come as much as you can. And as we heal, the more we heal, the more we come from the perspective of, creating connection and serving and helping people and building bridges rather than separation and say, my way's right and your way's wrong. So true. How do we connect with our guides and teachers? Ah, well, Johnny, I'm going to do two things here. First, I'm going to answer your question, and then I'm going to give the audience, radio audience, an opportunity because I'm actually working on a book now on intuition and Mm -hmm. how to connect with your intuition and what intuition can do for you. And if anyone in the radio audience wants to be part of that study group, um, they can be part of that for free. How do you like that one? So, um, (laughs) so, so the way the, the biggest thing is to start on the right foot and to start on the right foot is, to acknowledge that your intuition exists. Um, Part of what I'm writing about is where intuition came from, how it developed, what's the difference between intellect, intuition, and instinct, um, how it evolved over time. So our intuition is always there, always. But it's like a very, very highly respected and ethical friend Your intuition, your guides, your teachers will not usually mix in 
unless you invite them in. They're very respectful. There are some ways in which lower-level entities can be brought in. I teach also about how not to do that. But when you're working with the higher levels of guides, teachers, intuition, and spirit, it's important to know that they are very respectful. They're not going to come in and bother you, especially the higher ones, unless you say, in a good and sacred way, I invite, I ask for your help and support. Now, you can say it in your own words. It doesn't matter. But the intention has to be there. The other thing is learning about intuition. Intuition will come in through your through vision, through smell, taste, hearing, um, feelings and emotions, especially for me. And intuition doesn't speak usually. It can, but intuition usually doesn't have a loudspeaker that says, hey, look at me, listen to me. (laughs) Intuition speaks in whispers. Intuition communicates in ways where it's very, very subtle. Um, in my book that I'm writing on intuition, I talk about how I think I was seven years old and I was playing outside and my father, and I had on a pair of, sh- it was summertime, I had a pair of shorts and t-shirt on. I was about seven years old and my father was talking to some adults in front of the house and he called me over to him and immediately my gut went, uh-uh, I'm not going over there. And it didn't make any sense. And he kept saying, Michael, trust me, I'm your father. Come on. Hmm. So finally, after a long period of time, I went over to him and he said, turn around. And I, I, again, my gut said no. And I did turn around and he ripped my pants. Apparently the seam had split and the adults were laughing their head off and I ran away crying. Mm-hmm. So my intuition, even at age seven years old, was there saying, and protecting me and guiding me. So here's what I know. We all have intuition. We all have guides and teachers. Accessing that is part of the passion I have for teaching people. Um, I also want to say something else while we're here, Johnny. That is that we, that we all have made a conscious choice, although we don't remember it now, We made a conscious choice to come to earth, to choose to be male or female, whatever we are, and a lot of the life situations we're in, we chose so we can push against them to learn. So in other words, if you go to a gym, a lot of people lift weights, they'll run on the the running machine, they'll swim, they're exercising their muscles. We come to earth to learn and to grow, to challenge ourselves, test ourselves. Earth is not kindergarten. Earth is where the masters come to test themselves. That was a very fascinating analogy because your book does talk about the fact that Earth is a playground that we come to and we chose certain things that we want to do and it's a process of learning. And that leads to the fact that as we learn, then we can sort of reprogram ourselves, correct? Absolutely. As we get rid of our hurt, pain, anger, defensiveness, protectiveness, our shields, then what happens is as we shift, we're like a giant magnet, I guess is what I want to say. (laughs) Our consciousness, where we're at 
evolutionary-wise, our consciousness will shift what we attract to ourselves. So in other words, um, let me talk about a a giant uh, radio tower. And the giant radio tower says, I want love, I want happiness, I want success. And that goes out to the universe. But we're not getting what we want. What we don't realize is there's more than one radio tower broadcasting. And there's another one in our subconscious, unconscious mind that may be saying, but I'm not worthy, but I don't feel good about myself. Uh, But, 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 but. And Mm -hmm. that throws out another signal that distorts and causes a static in the original signal. Um, I want to use one example, and and I want to apologize ahead of time for the example. There's a story that's been told many times about a woman who goes to a party. There's 600 people at the party, and her father was an alcoholic, and this woman had not totally resolved the issues with her father. So she goes to this big party, And she's attracted to this one guy, and the guy isn't drinking, totally attracted to him. And then later on, months later, she finds out that he's an alcoholic, very similar to her father. So what happens is we keep pulling in similar type issues and situations until we learn from them. Now, after we learn from them and we learn the lesson, and we're clear that lesson will never, ever, ever come back to test us again. We're complete with it. We're finished with it. So it's really important to do our inner work, to do our personal growth work, and that allows us to attract love, joy, happiness, prosperity. And when we're clear, it, is not e- it doesn't even take any effort. It just happens. Mm-hmm. And I've seen it over and over and over. So any time that you're not getting your dreams, you're not getting your wishes, things aren't happening, then it's important, should you want to, and are you, if you're committed, to look extremely deep within yourself and or contact a person like myself who can help you to go deeper. I... I'm very, very honest about this. There's times in my life when I've wanted to give up, times in my life when I I just was so frustrated, upset, or had lost a relationship or lost money where I just want to give up. And I've had, I've been lucky. I've had the strength, the courage, and the support with people that have helped me along the way to keep on going, to keep on recommitting to life and living, to keep on reinvesting. And every one of us has had shocks and traumas. It's a natural part of life and losing everything. I've lost everything like a couple of times in my life, and it was like, what an interesting test. And what Spirit said is now, Michael, you know what it's like, and you can help people especially people that ran companies or corporations, they had high positions or they had an identity, whether it was mother, grandmother, whatever the identity was, 
that gave their life meaning, when you lose that, it doesn't mean that you're not a good person. It doesn't mean that, that there's anything wrong. All it means is, okay, take a deep breath. Now reinvent yourself. Who do you want to be? What do you want to do? Where do you want to go? What are your dreams? And um, another thing that I'm going to offer the radio audience if they want is um, I've got some sheets on your own priority list, how you can set up, how you can become aware of where you are in your own priority list. You have to take care of yourself first. If you don't take care of yourself and you're not functional and you're not nurtured, um, mentally, physically, emotionally, and spiritually, then it's more challenging for you to give to others. My guides in intuition is also saying, be the example. You don't have to fix everyone. You don't have to change everyone. You don't have to rescue everyone. The best thing for you to do is to be the role model so that people can see what it looks like to be functional, what it looks like to be happy. Fantastic. Where can someone go to buy your book, get more information about you and the services you offer? Johnny, thank you for asking that. Um, I have a YouTube channel under Michael Edward Bradford. I have a Facebook um, account under Michael Bradford Global. My email is michael at michaelbradford.com. My... um, Let's see, my phone number, I'll even give that out. And I'm located uh, in Virginia Beach, Virginia, 760-844-2778. And I'm more than happy to answer some questions if you have them. Or, or if you would like the handout material or work with me on the book on intuition, just let me know. Um, have I, and my book is available on Amazon and Um, I've been very, very fortunate. It's got a straight 5.0 rating. So I'm very, very pleased that people have appreciated the book and gained value from it. Again, if there's anything I can help you with, uh, let me know. I'm looking for people to help organize workshops for me around the country. And um, if you're interested in networking, please feel free to give me a call. And Johnny, you're such a delight to work with. I mean, I, you're so easy and have a really broad background. So I want to thank you for inviting me onto your show. It's been a true pleasure, Michael. By the way, we're coming close to the end of the hour since our show is about people, family, and living life. Would you like to share a recipe for living with our listeners this morning? Yep. Be kind and gentle to yourself. The greatest gift you can give to this planet is to end violence and end judgment. And where that begins is with ourself. I've actually wrote a poem called The Inner Peace Process, and it's about making peace within ourselves, loving those parts of ourselves that we've judged. And when that happens, miracles happen on the outside because the first step is loving, honoring, respecting, and believing in ourselves. By the way, I also give the radio 
listeners, if they contact me, an affirmation that will help them, that will tie right into this, that's changed my life. So, again, Johnny, thank you, and God bless you. What is the most compelling moment in your life's journey thus far? Johnny, it has to be this, this moment. And the moment of being present, the moment of being able to share, the mm-hmm. moment of being able to give back. Um, mm-hmm. For me, every moment is compelling. Um, after we finish this interview, I live about 10 houses from the beach. After we finish this interview, I'm going to go walk along the beach and give thanks for you and the radio program and for the radio listenership and give thanks for this day. And we are alive and we're as healthy as we are and um, for each and every moment. Beautiful, Michael. Well, Michael, thank you for the great recipe for living and for spending this hour with me on From My Mama's Kitchen Talk Radio. To all our listeners, please join me next Tuesday morning, June 12th. My guest will be Dina Merriam. She is a partner and vice chairman of Ruda Flynn Company and the founder of Global Peace Initiative of Women. Dina and I will be having a conversation about her spiritual memoir, My Journey Through Time, Life, Death, and Rebirth. It is the story of how the events and people she had encountered in her life served to awaken memories of past births that helped her to understand her current life and provide spiritual direction and guidance. For additional information about this show and future shows, please go to fmmktalkradio.com. Thank you for listening and have a blessed week. Michael, it has been a true pleasure, sir. Thank you again and have a blessed day. Thank you, Johnny. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. With a rhinestone dog collar. Between us dogs, I just convinced my human to upgrade to a new home with a 1,200-square-foot bathroom. I think she called it a yard. With Wells Fargo's 3% down mortgage option, my human realized a new home was within reach. And I only gave her puppy eyes once. Get your human to talk to a mortgage consultant or learn more at wellsfargo.com slash woof. Wells Fargo Home Mortgage. Down payments as low as 3% on a fixed-rate loan require mortgage insurance. Ask a home mortgage consultant about loan requirements. Wells Fargo Home Mortgage is a division of Wells Fargo Bank N.A. Equal housing lender. NMLSR ID 399801. Hey, you. With a rhinestone dog collar. Between us dogs, I just convinced my human to upgrade to a new home with a 1,200-square-foot bathroom. I think she called it a yard. With Wells Fargo's 3% down mortgage option, my human realized a new home was within reach. And I only gave her puppy eyes once. Get your human to talk to a mortgage consultant or learn more at wellsfargo.com slash woof. Wells Fargo Home Mortgage. Down payments as low as 3% on a fixed-rate loan require mortgage insurance. Ask a home mortgage consultant about loan requirements. Wells Fargo Home Mortgage is a division of Wells Fargo Bank N.A. Equal housing lender. NMLS ID 399801.